0: Muck Delivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Just starting to believe a little bit. Well, Hoylett's got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area. Keo! Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of the W-12 podcast. I think we're on episode five now of the season. Motor on through, we've got a packed agenda on today's episode. Let's crack on. Who have we got on today? Duncan? Hello, how mate. Are you you right.
3: There? I am absolutely buzzing after last night. Did not see that coming at all. So, good mood today. You all right? How's the, how's the post round? Post good? Uh, post is post, mate. <laughs> <laughs> same old, same old. Brad, how are you, mate? All right, boys. It's good Good to be back
4: on here again, seeing your faces. Great result yesterday again, wasn't it?
2: Yes. So, before we get on to Everton, obviously, I just want to let everyone know that we've got a couple of guests on today. Um, we're going to do a joint podcast interview, if you like. We're not too sure how it's going to go, so, um, but we've got Clint Hill, QPR legend, and Bradley Orr, two Scousers on the podcast, so they're going to be joining us in the next five to ten minutes. But let's, let's talk about Everton.
4: Well, it. well, unbelievable, is not it? I mean, we played. I, I watched it. I didn't didn't couldn't make the game because I was working late, but I watched it on the stream. And um, I think we played really well, really well. I, I think you know we were talking on the last podcast about Warburton and his choice of squad and his, the team he's going to put out. And you know, he pretty much did the opposite to what we wanted. I suppose what we were talking about in regards to injuries, but fair play to him. We got it right. We we played really well. The subs who come on played well and, you know, everyone loves to see Penn, especially at home and winning and knocking them out. The limbs at the end of that
2: must have been unbelievable, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what, the, the, the best part for me was, was the, I thought the crowd were, the, just the atmosphere was just incredible um, and I just, you know what? I, 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 before the game, I've got a lot of Everton friends and I wasn't really too bothered. I was thinking, well, you know, if we go out, let's concentrate on the league, on the league. Um, but as the game got going, and I could see we were really in it, and I could sense that we had these, you know, there was a good chance we could, we could beat them, and then just that winning it, it would just give everyone a massive boost, and I thought they needed that after Saturday. And everyone looked like they were, you know, smiling and, and everyone looked in a great mood. And I just feel like actually the game came at a, the, the right time with the right outcome.
0: Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, I mean, I embarrassed myself a little bit. I went on to a Shop. Everton channel and they asked me, i would you for the game. And I said, oh, well, I think we're going to have a week inside. I think we're going to wrestle our key players for Friday and that we'll probably get turned over. So... Maybe I should say that
2: every game, I mean, we might win a bit more. I don't think but, we. Were, I think we were all a bit unclear what team he'd play. If I was honest, I wasn't expecting the team to be that strong. Like you know, I, I was hoping he'd rest willick and Chair actually, um, and either or Dicky or Barbe, but um, but he didn't, and it was pretty strong actually, and yeah, and I mean willick and Chair in the first half, they had a field day. Yeah. Brilliant, wasn't I they? Think- I think we need to have a little mention
3: for the chair, because obviously he was getting a little bit of stick on the socials recently. Um, Who doesn't? A few, I know, but he's had a few inconsistent performances, does not he? If he can play like he did against Everton regularly in the Championship, he'll literally be unplayable against some teams.
2: Him and Willock, they're like on a playground sometimes. It feels like they're playing playground football and they're... Um... You know, they're just here, there, and everywhere, and taking a player on, nutmegging them and passing it, it's kind of laughing and, and, and playing. And I just thought they were like that in the first half yesterday. They were a bit quieter in the second half. I think Rafa must have um, had a word um, because they were getting closed down a lot quicker. They weren't, there wasn't much space space, was there? I mean, Everton moved up the pitch five or 10 yards, Yeah, um, which made it difficult and made there's less space. Um, and we haven't got the pace to get in behind them with Austin. Um, but they got the lads just stuck in, didn't they? Tackles flying in, last minute tackles, headers. Um, what um, you, and I, th- I, I, what were your th- thoughts on Dan? Um, well, I like Dunn. He seems like a great character, doesn't he? Like, I like yeah. him. He seems cool. He seems like he, you know, he, he gives everything, and you know, he he gets involved in the crowd. And he, he I mean, I didn't notice him as much I can't, I, 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 as much yesterday. Not well, they have a bad game. I not think he definitely didn't but he did okay, didn't
4: he? Yeah, he did, yeah. I, I, I do like Dan, and I do, like I said in the last podcast we spoke about, we'd like to see a bit more of him, but obviously with that team we've got there, it'd be difficult for him to get that
2: place. Where'd you play him? Where'd you play him? Because you can't play him when you can, but he's more of a centre out of the three, and that's kind of Geordie, and if Geordie's fit, and he's had a good start to the season again, hasn't he? Yeah, that's it. You well, know, do you know, for me, you, who, you know, we were talking as well about
4: um, Diang being dropped but God, thank God he wasn't. He was unbelievable and we were saying that we didn't see many of him doing these saves, you know, that he does and, we, you know, he loves them but he did pull out some blinding saves last night and and obviously the penalty save. You know, I think he he had the right decision.
2: I knew Diang wouldn't really be dropped but, you know, thank God he didn't. Warp's got that right there again. Do you know who really impressed me yesterday was Dezel. He, um, mm. he didn't, it, I, I think what he needs to do, I mean, obviously I'm not one to tell him what to do, but from watching him, he needs to just keep it simple and just play the ball and keep it simple, get in the way. I just think when watching him at the start, he's just trying a bit too hard and trying to make things happen too much.
3: Um, but yeah, I thought he was excellent. No, I completely agree. I think he gave us a lot more kind of energy as well in midfield. Mm. I think sometimes we, like as much as like Stefan's, like, unbelievable. I think sometimes it almost looks like he's strolling, like it's, uh, whether that's just his style of play. He's one of those players he looks like that when he's like running. But like Dzo looked a bit more lively, and I think him and ball was a bit of a good combination in the middle there, broke up the play well, got in and, in and amongst it all, which is what you need oh. against a Premier League team. Ball's been
2: outstanding for me. I, I think he really has stepped it up a bit. I think he's been <sighs> brilliant. I haven't got an issue with Ball at all. I like him. I think he's great. I just think that he, <laughs> he, he's just he's either a four or five or he's an eight. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? I sometimes come out of games and go, oh, he was awful. Or, he wasn't great. But Or oh, yeah. oh, I come out and watch it and go, yeah, he was excellent. Do you know what I mean? like yeah. Say, yeah. I, 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 you know, but, but look, he's had a good start, you know, um, but, I just feel, it's good that Amos was back as well, obviously. Oh, yeah.
3: massive plus. Like, you see the smile on his face after he tucked away his penalty. Like, how much it meant yeah. to him just to be back playing.
4: I had to think we didn't miss a pen. <laughs> we didn't miss one. We didn't, we haven't missed one late nor in either. We haven't missed no, a That's what I mean, that's what I'm saying, we haven't missed a pen. If I would I mean, asked you this months ago, or maybe last season, you know, you'd look at me and say, what are you are about, but. You haven't missed the pedal, either.
3: I mean Unks got a bit lucky didn't he uh, Beg- 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 Begovic got a bit of a hand to Unks didn't he but yeah just just enough power that he went in
4: and it, and it was also I do you know who else was good to see that um, McKenna Duke McKenna because I'm not I was reading about it that he, there is history there with him and Everton isn't there um, when he was, he was I think he played for him and they released him something to do mm. with Duncan Ferguson or something I read Yeah, I, know, I think yeah.
0: He,
3: he was there with it. He was put in the, the Europa League squad a couple I mean, of years ago, and he, I think he got told to warm up. And then Big Dunk Ferguson was like, "No, nah, not him. Put that um, like Gordon on or someone else on."
4: Yeah, I think he, liked, on,
3: he took it badly. I don't think he, he didn't get the get the chance to get on for the first team. So mm. he's he got he a, bit Amos about him,
2: hasn't he? a bit of energy, yeah. a boss about it, mustn't he? Bit of energy, a bit of a flying around. Yeah, um, but he was putting himself into the
3: tackles there. like that. Yeah. Like, he showed a lot of, like, controlled aggression. It wasn't anything too over-the-top, but, like, you could see he was well up for it.
2: Do you know what I, I noticed? It was only 12,000 there yesterday. I, there's something going on with the attendances of that place, I swear, because I've been going through donks, and whatever, like, the Millwall game, 16,000. There was definitely more than 16,000 in there for the Millwall game. Um, and the, um, the Coventry game, there was more there than I saw. I ju- they're seeing more than 12,000 there especially packed away end I don't know I don't know what you guys thought
3: No well, it definitely sounded like there was more than 12,000 there you know, like the atmosphere was rocking like I mean like, the problem is it was a midweek cup game where none of us knew what the team selection was going to be and I think there's probably a few fans who fought against Everton even if they put out like a half decent team they'll beat us so you can yeah. imagine a few people not wanting to go to it Tuesday night like we've got a the important game on Friday and they might be going to instead. Do you know what I
2: mean? Yeah, I just thought they looked, they just seemed more there. I've spoken to a few people who were there as well and they've said that it seemed like pretty, I mean, the loft LG was, Road
4: was rammed, wasn't
2: it? South Africa Road was pretty full, apparently. The yeah. Paddock, just for the loft, apparently the loft, but the loft's not, is always a bit hit and miss, isn't it? But, you know, just, just something I've noticed, maybe one to keep an eye on. Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest, who do you want next? I'd love Spurs or West Ham away or something. You know, I'd like the, or Saints. Saints away would be lovely. Liverpool away, I'd love.
4: <laughs> be good, mate. Liverpool away, West Ham away. They beat United, but so know, I'd like a, a. I think
3: it's a Liverpool away. It's a long way to go on it on like Tuesday, Wednesday night, really.
2: Let's
3: yeah, go make a yeah. nice little weekend
2: out of it. Like yeah. for Austin, I thought he. he um, I thought it took his two goals well, really. You know, um, and it, I always say with Austin, if you put the, we always say it, everyone says if you put the ball in the box, he's going to be there. Like there was even in the second half, there was three or four times that we had the ball in the box, and he was just there, like winning it and trying to turn. And he's just always there, really. But it's when we play a bit, like we play, we try and play him a little bit like a Harry Kane, obviously not a Harry Kane, but we try and get him to to to, to hold the ball up or pass it on which he should be doing, really, because he can't just sit in the box. But when we do more of that in a game, I always find he he, that's when he struggles a bit more. You know, if the play is going in and around him and it's in the box and he's in there, then he'll score all day, every day. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, If you need him to um... run in behind
2: or you need him to, you know, the ball's coming long, you need him to hold it up. He's just not going to do that, I don't think. Not effectively, anyway.
3: But the quality in last night was like, Amazing, like Chairs Ball was brilliant for his for the um, the header. So I think that's the kind of service he needs, isn't it? Yeah. Right, guys, so our guests are here, so let's let him in.
2: Right, we're joined, we've got the boys in. Clint, Bradley, how are you?
5: How are you, guys?
2: Good, mate. Yeah, good. good, boys. Good. Where are you both based at the moment? Are you, in, are you both in Liverpool? I'm on the posh side. <laughs> Yeah, he's a upside. wolf. <laughs> Is he's he? a wolf. <laughs> what
6: about new base Liverpool. Bradley? I'm right, banging Liverpool, mate. Oh yeah? Yeah, smack bang in the middle. <laughs> 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 what you both, what are you both up to then, Bradley? What are you up to? Not
2: seeing too much of you about. What, what, what are you doing? How are you keeping?
6: No, do you know what? I, I, nothing to do with football whatsoever. I, am. Um, when I when I stopped playing, I set up a little like a, an agency, which was great for a few years, and then I uh, I parked that up about probably about twelve months ago now. So I just I didn't enjoy it in the end. So I uh, I, I got out. Yeah, did you, when you were in football, did you did you know that you weren't going to go into football when you retired, or was it was that, or did you just not have a plan? No, I always um, I always thought I would just do the natural thing and go into coaching and when I went and got my badges I I, uh, I hated it you know, I, thought I just didn't want to be there it was boring and, and I knew then I wasn't going to go down the coaching route so I am um, I, I, the last couple of years I sort of represented myself um, in regards to negotiating contracts and settlements and stuff like that so I enjoyed that side of it and um, so I, I thought well that's what that's what I'll do. So I set up like a, well, I went and worked for the agency first for a small period of time. And then I set up on my own and done that for a, a good few years to be fair. And they loved it at the start. And then, you know, very quickly come to find out what the actual industry is like. And, you know, the, the amount of maggots you're dealing with on a daily basis, is just <laughs> unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, Illy will tell you that there's very few proper good people in football um, mm. and, I, and I, could, I just in the end I just couldn't um, I couldn't stomach the, the bollocks that you had to put up with and um, I decided I'd probably had it in my head for the, about 18 months that I wasn't enjoying it. and in the end the only reason I would have been carrying on really would be for, for financial gain and I've never really been that way anyway so I i um, I decided to, to to knock it on the head
2: Great, great Clint, what are, you, what are you up to these days mate? I saw you left Bristol Rovers you, you got something in the pipeline?
5: I'm a gardener mate <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gardener <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: That weird.
2: haircut says it Clint
5: <laughs> uh, Yeah no I made um, so it was a tough decision Uh
6: to start with that baldy pack i <laughs> fill that in
5: mate? <laughs> <laughs> keep it over now mate look <laughs> Sweeping over now, pal.
2: <laughs> well um oh, yes, ass ass.
4: Asshole.
2: <laughs> well, Brad's got the same air as you. He's got he's getting a bit grey. Brad, get your yeah, <laughs> now, look. <laughs> hey.
5: I'd barnet that lad. I'd barn. Oh. Um well, so I came to a tough decision about three or four weeks ago where um I made this made the decision to kind of <clears throat> part company with Joe after it three and a half years, really. Sometimes you just come to that kind of crossroads in in your career and in life, and we just decided to, to kind of separate and, and kind of go down our own path, you know, and it was a tough, really tough decision. We had a really good talk, um, and we left as, as good as you can do. So we're still talking. We're still friends. Um, and like he said and like I said, I thanked him for, obviously, the opportunity to get into this side of the game, which he gave me at Fleetwood. So I'll forever be grateful for him. Um, for him giving me that opportunity,
2: is he mad? Is he even managing and coaching? Is he is he is he pretty humble and chilled, or is he still a bit of a? I, a, think, a mad? I think
5: I think anyone who's involved in football has to be slightly off their barnet, shall we say? Because um, <laughs> there's so many emotions, there's so many highs, there's so many lows. <clears throat> it, it it does tip you over the edge at times, and especially especially when you finish playing and you cross over to coaching where really you, you can't do anything once the lads cross that white line. Um, I think it's a hell of a lot easier being a player than it is being a coach and a manager. So, um, but listen, Joe's been, Joe's been brilliant for me. Um, he's, he's a very, very good manager. He is a very good manager. Going through a tough period at the moment uh, with everything that's going on, but there's a future there for him. Um, I just hope the results start turning for him as soon as possible.
2: Do you have do you have I'd imagine that you've got players that were like you when you were a player that you're that you're managing and coaching? Now you're on the other side of the fence if you like. Do you have a different perspective on on what they're doing and and, and how they should be managed?
5: Um I've got a money only 40, 40 years old, aren't we? And I, I see a big difference. I see a big difference in players now. And I'm only talking I finished what, four or five years ago? And I, I see a big difference now in, in terms of characters and personalities and um, people kind of dealing with adversity. It, it, it's not the same kind of characters that me and Brad were brought up with, you know, so it's a very frustrating part of the game for me.
2: Yeah. Uh, Do you get many Adele Tarats floating around? Oh, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'd yeah. take one of them because if, if you give us that season, he then <laughs> typically the a season.
6: Any <laughs> story on Tarat, boys? Oh, plenty Many stories. Plenty. Um, I mean, for me, I, I I thought Adele was an absolute bell end. I, I really <laughs> did. But, I mean, he probably won us that league. He was the, he was the He was the, he was the difference in in us winning the league and, and not because, you know, really I'll tell you well, I thought, what Neil Warnock's you know, you know. Absolute skill was he, he knew how to put a dressing room and men together who would sort of self police the, the environment and you know make sure things were done right. And so many times Adele stepped out of that, and then um, you know uh, the likes of Billy and Desert and people like that would, would come down on him a little bit, but Warnock led him away with it. And looking back now, rightly so, because it was you know it was genius, my management. In, letting him away with certain things that none, none, no, would, no other player would have got away with. But he performed that well on a Saturday and, and inevitably scored the winning goal an awful lot throughout that season. And, you know, he was the, uh, he was the difference in the end and ended up winning us the league um, with, with, with his brilliance. But if it was any other player, some of the things he used to do and get up to, he wouldn't last, wouldn't last two minutes. What's,
2: what's the maddest thing what's, is there something that sits, sits in your mind that you just reflect and go what what? <laughs> how did he get away with that
5: for me, he just lived his life in, in a weird manner I mean uh, the stories were like he'd go straight from training he'd go have a four or five four or five hour kip and might get up about half seven nine o'clock half eight nine o'clock and then he'd be out all night and coming for training you know just, just little stories like that um, where you think Jesus how are you still managing to to perform to that level yeah. um, and it was just a bit a bit of madness there I mean there's there's been times when he's I, I think it was the Cardiff game where he managed to get a 2-2 and he produced yeah. two moments of magic that game and then the bus home just a big pile of smoke at the back with a big frigging shisha pipe <laughs> <laughs> absolutely chilling with a big shisha pipe at the back of the bus yeah. thinking go oh, lads I've got you
2: yeah. But um, did, 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 just did he offer it around, it off it it? around? the old seashell pipe did he? Oh, <laughs> was it oh, going around yeah. the bus or?
5: no you know I couldn't see him for the smoke <laughs> but um, I think Warner, Warner played the masterstroke that year where he uh, he gave given the captaincy and I think all of us in the dressing room went what the fucking hell are you doing here um, but, but he, he pulled us all in and said listen lads you, you're the captains you, you're the lads who are going to be the mainstays um, in in the team, you you control the dressing room. I just need Adele to perform on a Saturday and I need him to feel like he's loved and he's the main man. Um, So we quickly got that idea across to the lads, um, which I think probably made us feel uh, less kind of confrontational with him when he did step over the border. I I don't know, but I just thought it was a good piece of man management from him.
2: Did um did, when you, when Warlock you know approached you both to sign for QPR did he did he indicate that he thought that this was a promotion side that he was putting together because at the time we weren't great we'd finished pretty poorly the season before so it's not like it was building up. We yeah. needed
6: because I uh, I signed after Hilly and a bit a big part of you know the the chat in the office when I was signing was obviously you know we've got. We've got like say Clint and and Deza. We've got Jamie Mackie. You know there there was a few players who he inherited, who we we fancied like big Hyda Helgeson and people like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the talk was really like, look, we, we, you know, we want we want to go for this. Uh, uh, you know, we want to um, we really want to go and give it a go of getting up the division. And it, there certainly wasn't any talk of anything other than like we're going for it and. You know, for, for for me, I felt that was the only chance, or I was going to get at playing Premier League football was to was to do it through the promotion route, as opposed to someone coming in, and, you know, and buying me. So I was I was I was buzzing to hear that. And um, you know, I, when I when I'd signed, he had put a a, a a nucleus of proper fellas together. You know what I mean? And um, and some. Some real flair in there, like Ali Fall, and obviously he was he was talking about getting Adele on a permanent. Um, Hogan Ephraim, who, who was outstanding in the you know the the first I don't know first half of the season. I, I remember him being different class. Then he brought the likes of Tommy Smith and people like that. So a real good group of of, of men with a real blend and a mix of of, of people that brought different things to the table
2: one thing I wanted to ask you, which was on that season, I remember we brought in Kyle Walker, um, who's obviously a right back at the right back. What, obviously, you started the season. What, 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 How did that make you feel? And, and did you know what was going on? Does that makes sense. Did, well, did, did, I
6: um, I, I thought I started the season really well. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't. I don't think the gaffer brought Kyle in because uh, I was playing badly. I pulled my calf, and right. the scan results. Um, said I was going to be out for a month, so the gaffer pulled me and said, "Look, you know I'm delighted with you. Said, but you know I need to bring someone in really, and, um, and you know, and just fill that position for while you, you know, you're getting yourself back. And he brought Kyle. In. I mean, a new Kyle from Chef United and playing against them there, um, and he brought he brought Kyle in, and he was he was different class when he. I mean. I've, I've, <laughs> He, he, he shocked, i mean, I knew he was good, but he shocked not only myself but a lot of us at, at how good. You know, you 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 realise then, you know, what a talent he was, and I think the career he's had from from then on in, uh, you know, shows that he was he was outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. He exactly.
5: yeah. You can play both positions, like left back and right back, and he was just he just yeah. gave that team a different dimension when he played. It was absolutely lightning.
6: What's he like I mean, as a fella? Not nice lad, is he? lovely, lovely lad. Yeah. Really good and um great with great with me because sometimes it's a little bit awkward, isn't it, when you know, people in your position or whatever, not no animosity whatsoever, sitting off from me or him. Um I thought he was a really lovely lad and the building, really, wasn't he? Dead yeah. well mannered, you know, done things right and you know, fit fit in really well with, with the group, I thought.
3: It was a good was group there anyone on. in that Was there anyone in that group who didn't really fit in? Obviously, uh, we hear a lot of uh, the ex-players from that group who say it was a really good group. And obviously, that's why, obviously, the promotion happened so well. Was there anyone who didn't really fit into that group at all?
6: Just for an hour? I, I,
5: I can't. It was such a
6: good group, wasn't it? Yeah. Some I, I mean, how how you really judge a group at uh, a lot of the time by the lads who aren't playing or aren't necessarily involved. And we were still really good pals with the likes of them lads. And I know, you know, QPR probably go down as QPR legends, lads like um, Rowley and Lee Cook and lads like that who weren't necessarily getting in in and around the squad at the time. Still great lads and still part of the group and still had a, a, you know, a a great laugh with them in and around the training ground, or if there was a team night out, for instance, they'd all be there. You know what I mean? I can't really think of anyone who who, who, who never got you know fit in that in that group at that time, really. No,
5: nah, no, nah, not not in that year. That, that that group was special. It was it was really tight, socialised well. Um, yeah. I can't remember the, any kind of issues in in terms of in the dressing room or anything like that. Um, and it was a team that had everything. And it could play football when it needed to. If it needed to go to war, it could go to war. Um, <laughs> yeah. so whatever the game, whatever the game gives you on that Saturday or Tuesday, the, the lads could respond to that, which was which
2: was something special. Then, so who would win in a football match between that team and the playoff team mm. in a one-off game? Um, I'd
5: fancy, I'd fancy the, the championship team,
2: the winning team. Yeah.
3: 10, 11. I'd,
5: I'd, I'd take that team. I'd take that team over any that I was involved in at QPR. Definitely. Is
3: that because is that Adele just skin Richard Donald, Donalday? Eh? <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> it's, it's, it, it sometimes it goes beyond even the football pitch, mate. It, it's like um, it, it's something special when you, when you're in a in a group like that um, and and you win something. Um, like you might not see lads for two or three, four years, and you will see them in the pool, and you still got that story, you've still got that attachment. Um, and I still speak to a lot of the lads and you know what I mean I, I'd at a drop of a hat I'd go and see them if anything was wrong because yeah. that's how special they were you know what I mean and I think that that dressing room and that season um, had to be one of my favourites definitely
4: Yeah <laughs> What was what Walnut um, like then for you both was he you know did he get the best out of both of you or did you get on with him any you know fallouts between us
6: he, he was great. I, I thought he was, you know, great with me. No real hit him. He'll remember the time at half time when I, uh, <laughs> Mackie fucking done me a kipper with that hospital pass. <laughs> is that when,
5: is that, is that when Kyle, Kyle Walker was playing left back, wasn't he? I think I was suspended. Was and then,
6: did you get red card? Like after about half an hour, yeah, fucking Mackie <laughs> dropped one about four yards short that I had to go for against Robson Carnu on it? Yeah, and,
0: it was, um,
6: yeah, fucking anyway, ends up getting a red card. So I'm just sat in the dressing room after time feeling sorry for myself. All the lads have come in, and Warnock's come in, fucking steam coming out of his ears. What the fuck <laughs> are you doing still in this dressing room? <laughs> fuck off! I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was just talking. I, I I think I walked past him and said something like that. I never touched him, Gaffey." and he just burst out laughing. <laughs> he fucking flipped his lid, didn't he? He pulled me on the Monday and um, like half apologised. He was like, look, I think I went a little bit over the top there, son, and you know. Uh, maybe a little bit too harsh you haven't seen the tackle now and things like that and fucking okay, Mackie ended up getting a run in the team at right back because I got a <laughs> I remember that yeah
3: that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: was one of his good passes as well that Jesus <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, we had Mackie on last week we had him on the podcast last week um, and he's a good lad isn't he Hi,
5: what a, a lad, lad mate he's a cracker one of the best one yeah, the, he's
6: one of the best I've ever ever come across in in, in football and outside of football. Top top lad.
2: He's a cracker. A question on, on, on that promotion is: you know, when the fouling stuff was going on at the end of the season, was there a general? Uh, was the feeling that we could be in trouble here, or, or did everyone, you know, was it kept? We'll be all right. Don't worry. Or, or...
5: I think I think the noises from in in, in the club well will be okay, but everywhere you looked outside was you're going to be deducted points, you might not even make the playoffs. So you're going to have that little bit of doubt in your head, naturally, because you don't know which way to turn. Um w- One thing was is how, how how bad it was affecting Ali, wasn't it, Brad? You know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was really affecting him, and I think that hurt the group more than anything, because it wasn't his fault. No, you, no. See lad, you see the lad go in every week, play Saturday, Tuesday, be a mentor season. and For the way to affect him towards the end of the season wasn't great to see, but um, there was definitely doubts. I, I definitely doubted it at times just because of the headlines. Um, but we, we didn't know it, so what? Freaking hell, it's what you know, literally, out
2: for
6: it's, the warm up last game of the season.
2: Mm-hmm, but, yeah. That's it. It's a
6: good job. It's a good job it went our way because the party after the Watford game, the whole <laughs> five day vendor, <laughs> everyone like it. Jesus. <laughs> We were really Who's be the one? I'm trouble if we we're to win that game.
4: Who's the drinker? Who's the drinker in that squad? You think, he geez, wasn't... you can put, you can put him away.
5: He
3: wasn't.
5: was <laughs> 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 a great social, great
3: social. Yeah. Um, that's keeping it on. Um, Ali, there, without his injuries, how good do you think he could have been? Unbelievable. Oh.
5: Listen, he, he was, oh. he was still a top player after. Then three uh, mm. horrific injuries, he was still a top player. So if, if he only had one of them, I, I think he still would have been right to the top for me. Well, I yeah. thought
6: he was I thought he was unbelievable, me. Really. And and I thought him and desert just complemented each other so well. Um yeah, the balance that they brought to the to the team in front of the back four was just you know, superb. And, and Ali's ability with that left peg he had and I thought he was top, top draw, me. I,
5: I, I didn't know. <laughs> i just seen him as when, before I came to QPR, like a silky player who can play nice passes. I didn't know he was one tough little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking <laughs> on the line. He was, he was tackling. He was up. He was tracking back. He was doing everything. A proper yeah. midfielder. Um, a top, top player. Top, top yeah.
6: player. Yeah. And what a lad as well in the dressing room. Okay, great, great lad to have next year in in the dressing room and in the trenches on on a Saturday. He had everything, didn't he? I thought the only thing he probably lacked to make him like when I say top, I mean like top four Premier League was just a little yard of pace, probably on it. Yeah, If
4: he yeah.
6: Had that, I think I don't think anyone would have got near him.
4: Class, isn't he
2: brilliant.
6: So, so obviously you went up that year.
2: What? When when you when the team was getting put together the next season, did you both feel you were going to be involved? Was there a sense of "oh, that" like, when you, you know you got that preseason that the team might be split up? And, and, and what were your um, thoughts?
5: I, I don't know. I would not say we weren't going to be involved. Um, obviously new new recruits were going to come in at some point, but you always felt that you'd have a chance. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I was I was just. As long as we kept that main core of the group, I felt we had a chance, you know. We definitely had a chance. Um, obviously, I knew new players were going to come in and it's a new season, so you're going to have to raise your game because you're going into the Premier League as well, which is something that I never kind of experienced before that. So I knew it was going to be tough, but I always felt you had you had a chance as long as you played and you trained properly.
6: I felt a little bit different, mate. I felt, <clears throat> I felt that I was going to be sort of on the edge of it, you know what I mean? Um, just off little conversation, you sort of get a feel, don't you know? Just off little conversations, it wasn't like, listen, get yourself out and right away and, and find a new club. But you know, we signed Youngie didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah. Who was another great lad, fucking great career, great, great player. Um, but we signed Youngie and then to be fair for me, Youngie I think got injured um in in the preseason and he start. if you remember he started with kieran at right back.
4: Yeah 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 After
6: with yeah. kieran diet and I felt a little bit let down but not let down but disappointed because I'd had a decent pre-season and I, I thought you know well I, I, looking at it then I thought the writing's on the wall here that he's gonna put Kieran at right back who you know he, he's not a right back, is he, he? That would have just been makeshift when you've got a, you know, an out and out right back there. I just felt that the writing was a little bit on the wall for me quite early. But that's he got injured that
2: game, didn't he? Did Kieran, didn't he get? Did he? Did yeah. uh, uh, Early doors,
6: his not it First game, I'm in. sure. <laughs> One minute, yeah. One minute. Yeah, as I say, it was, saying, was that know, that know, the very start that. of
2: the
3: game, wasn't it? Jesus, yeah. that, that was that was him all. That was him all his QPR career, then, wasn't it? Yeah, he was <laughs> on there. Yeah. Yeah. You had a bit of an eventful game say. that game as well, didn't you,
5: Clint? I, I got censored.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> so my moment, that. only chance I did get, I fucked it right up.
6: <laughs> I yeah. done well. I come on at Mill Mill. I think we got B4-1. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> was it Bolton, would it?
5: was it? it was, yeah, it was Bolton.
3: Gary Cahill scored a boomer, didn't he?
2: I never I forget. He's been a
5: That was a wake-up call. That's, that's Bolton.
6: They're not even yeah, but set, to then second the game the we we we? to yeah. Everton and one one nil didn't yeah yeah Tommy Smith Tommy Smith yeah, yeah.
2: any of you blue blue does forgot to ask red no both red. Reds oh always hope one of you would because we could give you a bit <laughs> we could yesterday.
6: give you some <laughs> last night
2: did you see it last night boys I sent the yeah, goal
5: penalties yeah great great results Great result! Oh, I thought you were on
6: bar, Liverpool not it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really, remember we remember we played at Anfield. Me and you were on the bench.
4: Oh,
5: time. Like I've only been to Anfield as a supporter and like in, in the stands. And obviously, we get a chance to go to Anfield in behind the scenes in the changing rooms. Me and Brad are like frigging tourists. We're taking <laughs> we're touching things we shouldn't be touching. We're getting full. We're We're on we're the pitch with heads and volleys, scoring in the top corner, taking volleys yeah. and everything. We were out
4: o'clock to warm up. We are going to o'clock. I bet you. I bet you both took a bit of grass over, though, didn't you?
6: You fucking. Oh, <laughs> oh,
4: <laughs> well. if, if there was a
5: video on us that day, it would be worth a fortune. It was, oh, it was ridiculous.
6: Like competition winners. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, okay,
4: I want to ask you about this story about C I need you to tell it uh, to me. God,
5: tell it to me. It's it's officially the worst fight you've you've probably ever seen or
2: witnessed. We, we've heard, we've heard,
4: we've had <laughs> I
5: can't, described I can't it. believe I can't believe that it, it, it never came out. Because we, we trained at Loftus Road that day. And obviously you got loads of people in and around Loftus Road at the time. And it was, we're just playing a bit of I think it was a bit of shape. Um, and I've, I've gone into gone say, behind him, give him a little nudge, he's gone down, stayed down a little bit longer than he should, so I've told him to get up, it's English football, all this bloody crap. Um, <laughs> so got up, and I've, I've taken the ball down the line, and I swear to God, he's come in about 100 miles an hour and just gone, bang! Wiped me out, wiped me out from probably my hip down. Great tackle, but just absolutely <laughs> not wiped me out. And I've just seen the red flag, and I, I'm... I'm not a fighter, lads. I'm shit. So my eyes have gone red. His eyes have gone red. And we come together. We start hey, like, swinging like this. I see an opportunity to throw a headbutt. And he must have seen it coming from Monday. I've, I've, just, I've gone to headbutt him. He's, he's put his head down. I've headbutted the top of his head here. Which is not, not the best place to headbutt anyone. And my nose has gone. Poof. My nose and explode. That's made me even more angry. And I've lost it. I and mean, it's, it's got splits up. And then it's a fucking Mark Hughes sends me in. Leaves Cissé out. So I'm even more upset now. Um, I think, Brad, we were playing you Saturday, weren't we, Blackburn? I think we are playing you away the next game. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the... Um, uh, in the changing room bit and I in the tunnel and Brad comes up to me and goes, Fucking hell, man, look at some you with all black eyes there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get in trouble for that, Clint?
5: I can't I can't believe it it, it never got out in the press though that, you know. Did, really did you does. get in trouble for it? No, not really.
4: Not really. That, does it happen quite a bit, does it? Back you know, back in more, training.
5: More, <laughs> more than you more than you think, especially in that in, in those couple of years uh, at QPR.
2: Yeah, What was, yeah. was it? The old you had. Were you at your time at QPR? You had a lot of managers there. Hughes, Redknapp, Warnock, Ramsey, Hassel. You you, you played under Hasselbank as well, didn't you? Yeah,
5: very yeah, very rarely
2: yeah. Yeah. Was there any major differences between between them? Was there one that you didn't? Obviously, we know Hughes wasn't massively liked, but what was rednap like?
5: All very listen. All all, all very different. All very different, all have their own way of doing things. Um, Some some good, some bad. Um, Harry, Harry I felt, um, was put into a bad situation, really, in terms of where the club was at and where the players were at, uh, the squad he inherited. Um, I think coming from Tottenham, he came from Tottenham before that, didn't he? Where he was working with unbelievable talent, unbelievable players, and then to to come to a, a mad place like our dress room at that time, um, yeah, I, I think it surprised him to be honest with you.
2: What, what was, was Hasselbank oh. what, what like? I was just interested. I know not many people have got, we've had quite a few people on the podcast, and, and yeah, it, not great words were said about him. It, it, did you have much interaction with him? And what were uh, your views on him?
5: Well, I didn't really have much. Um, I don't think he played me as much as he should have in certain times. Um, I think he's very strict in what he does. Um, For me, I thought he was too negative in the way he played. I think he was quite happy to get a point rather than go for the win. Um, And at that time, I thought he spent too long on the training ground. And I think that, that took the legs out of the lads at certain moments in games as well. There were some Fridays where we were doing two and a half, three hour sessions, and it was like, well, you we know, I thought <laughs> not not the best preparation before a game on Saturday. So
4: talking, talking on sessions, there you mentioned mentioning. I've, I've listened to uh, Bradley's uh, podcast, and he's saying about Wornock he has he has a bit of a mad coaching sessions. Does he didn't didn't do much set pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I think-
5: Listen, Warnock is just one of a kind. Just, just one of a kind in terms of um, he, he left most of the training to Curly and Jeppo at the time, uh, and he'd come in and do his little bit of shape, which was nothing more than a walk through, a bit of a laugh, um, get you under his umbrella if you're special, and give you a nice cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> just, just different, totally different to anything. Um, but he, he trusted you as, as players, you know, to go and do the job that you were meant to do, um, which is the most important thing. Um so I, I enjoyed it. A lot of people thought he was a little bit um, off the cuff. But I, I loved him. I loved him because he just gives you that trust as a player to go and do your job correctly and treat the other. Yeah. And if he didn't do it right, you got told at that moment. So I, I was all day for that.
3: So uh, you've heard before that um, with Warnock, uh, Paddy Kenny was like his little golden boy. Is that or true? The boy. Yeah.
4: Hell yes.
5: He's Still doing it no wrong. Still is. <laughs> takes Still every is. Club he's been at hasn't he? It takes every club he's been at. No, he, he was his. He was his lad. You could tell that, you know. Um, I think af- after certain games we've, when we've been on a good run, if we've gone a few unbeaten, um, he, he goes to Paddy lads. Uh, should, should we be in Monday, Paddy? He goes nah, Gaffer. I think the lads need a Monday off. He goes yeah, you're right, son. We'll have Monday off.
4: <laughs> so he,
5: made sure, he made sure that everyone knew that Paddy was the goal, you know. Um, but what a what a great lad Paddy is, by the way.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll be speaking the, to him to get him on the podcast, and we're yeah, looking forward he, to getting him on. He,
5: he's, he's one of the best, mate. He's uh, <laughs> terrible in training, but, but in a game, he's absolutely fantastic. He used to dive <laughs> by the way of freaking shots in training. But, Paddy, what the fuck what, what are you doing? Lad? He goes, oh, i you injured, do I, before Sati? He's diving <laughs> up the way of shots.
2: <laughs> Who is the. Who, who is the biggest, Who is the most unsung here? Actually, let me change that. Who Within that, well, since you were at QPR, was there a player that you thought that was excellent or you rated but didn't quite make it or, or, or didn't fulfil his potential?
3: Like, obviously, Bradley mentioned earlier Hogan and a lot of ex-players have mentioned Hogan. Yeah. You
5: know what? That, I think what Brad touched on there before, that the beginning of that season, freaking hell, he was, he was untouchable. Absolutely untouchable. Some of the games he played and the way he went past people, the assist he made. I was like,
6: You hear me? Haley, hey, (laughs) Hey. you're back. (laughs) You're back. Do you want to finish (laughs) up your questions? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Now, your story sent me a kit. They've just had a little five (laughs) minute kit.
5: Hogan Hogan was different to pass, so I think he. He, he could have gone on and had a really good career. So, yeah, you're probably right there. He probably was one of the ones that didn't quite kick on that the way he should have.
4: Yeah. I, I, Brad, I've got a question for you quick, mate. So, going back to you, name it, so if you're you're the gaffer, on that, yeah, you're the gaffer, give me a five-a-side team, your best five-a-side team, keep your related Who you'll go for? From when I was there? From when you was there, yeah. If you was gaffer now, what's the five you'd be picking?
6: Five, so it would be Paddy in goal. Yeah. Ili. Yeah, I don't know what shape I'd play. To be fair, just um, go cool attackers now. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Ili at the back. I'd go Machi because he could fucking just like bash through <laughs> four or five players with one first touch, couldn't he? Ends <laughs> up like two on goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adele, without a doubt, because he fucking magic. Two, one more, one more. I'd have to say Desert, definitely. Yeah, no, no Hider,
4: yeah. no top. No, no. his head's
6: too big for the a side. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Clint, box that. Clint, who are you going, mate? Five a side. Um,
2: you've, you've got some more I- pairs to pick. Oh
4: yes Tell
5: me about it I'm going to go Paddy uh, I'll go Deza Ali Fallen. Um I'm going to go Routledge Decent Routledge How many have I got left? Two One, one,
3: one, one.
6: one.
5: one. Oh, one. Yeah Just pick
6: four I'm going to go Hogan one.
5: I have no defenders I'm Just going to go pure skill You're leaving Adele (laughs) out. (laughs) Gonna go pure skill, put Hogan in there as well.
6: (laughs) No Adele, no Adele,
5: what's going on? Yeah, like you only last two minutes, him in five (laughs) a side, breathing out his (laughs) ass. You
4: put, no Adele, that's mad.
6: That is mad.
5: good, Good scene, though. No Barton i have just spent three and a
6: half years
2: with him. I don't want him on me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bradley, I've got, I've dug this out of my wardrobe, mate. I've got it's an old shirt that you signed, mate. But I want to check Ooh. that it's, it, you actually did sign it. Yeah. Is that your signature there?
6: That is mine, that mate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There you go, mate. That's going yeah. on the wall next week, mate. So. Well, it's
5: now, lad. <laughs> <laughs>
4: There you go. <laughs> hey, Bradley, I bet that was the only QPR you had was it? Yeah. Who
6: does both want a Bradley or QPR?
4: Shit.
2: Good
6: ass. You must be some mo- sort of super fan, you Ben. <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: you
2: don't want to know where I got it from either. Or
3: <laughs> well, how much you paid for it. Yeah, true, yeah.
2: Kirby, much special. What, what was um? What just quickly? Mark Hughes, you. He's what? Why was he so disliked in the club? And obviously, the fans really dislike him. But and I, and I get that the the players were on that, part, you know, feeling the same as well. Was was there a particular reason that you can pinpoint? Um, because he kept us up, didn't he? That, that season. That, so
5: that, that wasn't that, that. Was the lads. That was Those it? the lads who kept him up. The, the, lads weren't, the lads weren't buying into what he was saying at that moment in time. So we, we knew we had to um, to get together as a group because we've, we knew if we are going to do it, it will just be down to the lads. Um, Mark was everything. I played against him as a player and I thought, freaking out, this fella, is, he's hard as nails. What a footballer, what a career. And then the stories of, of him being a blackburn, he was quite disciplined. He, he demanded a lot out of his players. I thought, that's just what we need at this moment in time. And within the first couple of weeks, I I see none of that. I I, I didn't see any of the discipline, um, none of the leadership. Uh, And I I, I felt he was quite aloof. He he wasn't connected to the players in any way. Um, So there was that kind of distance between the players and the manager. Um, And it it just kind of tumbled from then, really, to be honest with you. After, After that season where we managed to stay up, Thankfully, to I think it was John Walters, wasn't it? In the end, scoring the goal for for Stoke. Mm. Um, yeah. I think from then on, it just started spiraling out of control, and it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a nice place to be.
2: Brad, did you have any um, any interactions with him? What, what,
6: I was. I, I mean, I wasn't there long. I, what, what? When did he come in? What? What? What was the day he came in? Chan. Chan was it? Yeah.
2: Was it a bit before then, wasn't it? It was before, before Christmas, wasn't
6: it? Yeah, it was before Christmas. Yeah. But I never had, like, loads of time, because I left at night on deadline day in the January, so yeah. yeah, I never had loads of time. To be fair, you know, for, for, for me being out the team and, you know, not, not not playing under them, I actually... He was okay with me, like, on a personal level. um. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't fussy on um, what was it, the little snakey we had, with him. Mark Bowen. I wasn't fussy on him at all. I didn't mind um, Eddie. I thought Eddie was a nice guy and coach Eddie, good coach. Eddie and and put some good sessions on. Um, yeah, and yet Mark Hughes, he was, he was all right with me. Um, even though I wasn't in the team, he was quite honest in what. And 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 actually he actually uh, he wanted me to stay. He 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 didn't want me to um to leave. He, he felt I would have got some opportunity in the team, but at that time I was just like, you know, I just wanted to go and place for someone who, who really wanted me and told me I was gonna play, and that's what that's what I done really in the end. But remember what I, remember remember Joey's advice to me when I was when I was wanting to get out desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I said to the lads, "Fucking, I'm like, I'm not too sure I'm gonna get out here." He's asking me to stay and, um, you know, fight for my place, and I might get some opportunity. Don't know what to do. Joey said, "Just go and fucking lock the lock the office door and tip his desk up and just fucking put it right on him." <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake I was actually thinking about doing it at one point." <laughs>
4: Jesus, oh, you, boy. Joey
6: and Clint Hill. Oh,
4: that
2: was not well, Sorry. body guys. Sorry, But, but who, listen, uh, lad. Uh, Go on, Ben. I just, I just got a quick question on um, on who, who was the? I'm trying to figure the right. Who, I'm trying to find the, the right the right um, terminology here, but it was in both your times there. Who, what was Adele the best player, or was there a player that you look back on and think he he, he was masterful, he was he was he was he was excellent? I, I just
5: see I, I, as much as I, I love Adele, and he and he done wonders that season, but I, the team was built for him.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: So I I, I don't like just putting one player and go he got us promoted because <laughs> that, that doesn't work for me because I know. That the team was built for him, and he got the best out of himself because of the team. If you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, yeah. Because
5: he had ten lads who'd fucking go to war and make sure that he didn't have to do certain things, and we cover his back. Yeah. And the lads are giving the ball in the right place. And listen, the, the things he did were out of this world, and he played a massive part. But I think it's—I don't think it's given the other lads enough credit for me because it was yeah. one hell of a team, it was one hell of a team. Yeah. Um,
3: sure. That, that's just. Yeah, so my... so, so it, it says a lot, doesn't it, when um Paddy Kenny got um Player of the Year.
5: That, he wasn't happy Adele that night, was he? I think he got. On.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
4: got supporters' player, didn't you, Clint? Uh,
5: I think so, mate. I I, I think so. I, I think I did. Um But um yeah, Adele didn't. <laughs> I think he was in there with his sunglasses that night. What do you think he's gonna win? <laughs> so yeah. got called out, went fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs>
6: he was, he was some player ability wise. He was, I've never seen nothing like it. Some of the things he he, he done on on not only in but on a pitch. Like, do you ever remember the Swansea game? What what he done to Joe Allen? Oh, fucking hell, yeah. it was yeah. like. But yeah, I connected. there was, there was a couple of players who really shocked me with how good they were. You know from playing against them for years in the championship to then playing with them. Like, I never knew how good of a player Sean Derry was. I, yeah. I, like, you hate it. I hated playing. I hated Dez. And not because, just like, he's one of them when you're playing against them. Illy was the same. Fucking, you know, always, like, at you. and <clears throat> But when... Um, when you play with Desert and you realise how good of an actual footballer he is and how clever on the pitch he is positionally and, you know, fucking real leader as well. Um, and and to be fair, Hyder, I, I mean, how good mm. was Hyder that season? Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, so oh, really.
5: good. So in good in the air, air, isn't he? Yeah, in, so in, in game he was fantastic, in the boxes and in training. He was
6: possibly <laughs> one of the worst players you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> When it when it game, he was oh my god! what I remember remember the game when it all kicked off in the tunnel against Chelsea. Oh yeah, he fucking ragged all John Terry that day everywhere, bullied him. (laughs) He did (laughs) all for ninety minutes. He bullied John Terry. He was like, I thought that H was top drawer as well, mate. What happened to the tunnel? Ivanovic scared the shit out of everyone. I think did he. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, all that you know, how that you know, all that all started. I was subbed that day, never got on, and obviously I was just waiting at the tunnel for. Like I was, I was waiting for H to be honest because he scored the pen,
0: didn't
6: he? Yeah, yeah. To yeah. and, and I was giving all the lads who did play a fucking big organ at i five because we were going out that night, weren't we? We we were going to uh, Sean Mike Phillips' thirtieth. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. With um, with all that, with all the wives, it was in the Playboy club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. from for about forty yards, John Teddy's walking off like fucking fuming, and like just tunes right into me. And I'm thinking, he's looking at me, like looking around And as he gets like five yards away, he's like, "Who are you fucking looking at?" I'm like, talking to me, there, mate. <laughs> And then I've just gone to a town. I've said some terrible things about about his, uh, his mum and the and the scouts race and things like that. And yeah, and it all it all kicked right off didn't it? <laughs> Until Ivanovic come in and fucking just rattled all eighty fellas on his own. <laughs> he looks like a nutter. He does, does he? Oh,
5: no, fucking brilliance! <laughs> do
6: you remember? Ellie, do you remember? Oh, oh no, I'm not gonna say that. I, I won't say it yeah. I said to we <laughs> no, go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't say, it's too, oh, it's
4: like I can't me say it. I can say it. Clint, you also you played under Woolburton, didn't you? Under who? Sorry, uh, Woolburton. Yes. Yeah. yeah just because obviously he's our gaffer at the minute now. <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts on him, Woolburton?
5: Brad, Brad got me the moves to Rangers.
6: Did you?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. me the Roots That's Rangers. So,
6: uh, yeah, I am. Um, seven years old. I was thinking, yo, know, I, I, I'd done quite a little bit of business with with Rangers. My good pal was the director of football there. And I'd got to know Warb's quite well because um, I'd done a few moves and took a few players up there when I was doing the, uh, the agency stuff. And they were after a, a third centre back. And it was Warbs and Davy Weir. And for like six weeks, I was just banging that I was like, i would made sure Illy wanted to carry on playing. And then I was just like, listen, you need to, you're not going to get anyone anywhere near the level of Clint. And, so, and I, I remember the words I said, you'll sign him as your, as your third centre-back and he'll end up becoming your first choice very quickly. And for six weeks, they weren't having it. They were like, Now nah, we want someone younger and, we want someone with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more pay, whatever. And um, I you were in Dubai, wasn't you, really, on, on holiday?
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I Jesus.
6: I yeah, uh, I, I spoke to Warbs in the in the day, and he said, "Look, I think we might ma- we might do Clint Hill." And I was like, "Okay, well, I think it'll be the fucking, you know, the absolute right thing to do." And Warbs then phoned me to confirm. I phoned Lily. He said, "Look, lad, you're gonna have to." You gonna to have to get on a flight and get home. this is on. That the Rangers moves on, and um, you did, didn't you? You fucking flew home and had to
5: get back. Yeah, had get went had a medical and changed the mind.
6: And then, and then, exactly what I said. You become <laughs> the first choice centre back very quickly. Yeah. a little bit of a cult hero you know, up there as well, lad, are not you?
5: out. It was it was something that I never thought would happen. You know, I was gutted to leave QPR, and then. So obviously end up at Glasgow Rangers, that, that was something else. Um, great experience. So, um, <clears throat> enjoy that. Warbs was good. Warbs was good. Um, Warbs was good. He's, he's got his way of playing. It was a very mm. young team then as well at, at Rangers. Probably wasn't the best. Um, and I think the season probably told that as well, but he's got his own way of playing. Um, and like I've always said, I've been with a lot of coaches and managers. You ain't even got that. So... Fair play to him. He's got his way of playing. He, he likes he likes young players. likes to play through the thirds and everything. So, one big thing I think he's had this season is he's had backing from the board. And he's signed some absolutely top players, hasn't he? I think he's got yeah. Charlie Austin. Yeah. Getting him was, was massive. I think Dykes as well, another big striker. We just got
4: Andre Gray as well, haven't we? Well, that's what um... I mean.
5: He's had proper financial backing here. I think Stefan, the, the the midfielder, yeah, yeah. Yeah. looks a good player. So, Dickie. Yeah, I mean, everything's looking, going in the right direction, So I say. Um, the one thing, they will always concede goals because of the way he plays, because he has mm. to be so open and expansive. And that will get you goals. And it should do with the strikers that you've got. But You'll always concede goals as well.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. That's
5: just the Which style is what we've
2: team.
0: seen.
5: So it's going to be exciting no matter what.
2: Just, just one last question for you both. And, and it's around Tony Fernandez. I just wondered what, again, what, what he was like and what... You know, he took a bit of a back seat at the moment. We don't really hear from him much. But what what were your experiences with him? I,
5: I never, I never really had any kind of um, interaction with him. To be honest with you, I never. Right. No, I, I, I know there's rumours of a lot of players ringing him up at certain times of, of the season and and getting in his ear to to get certain people maybe moved on. Um, but I was one that never really had that kind of social interaction with him. Um, or, unless he came to the ground or, or the training ground. But I was never one to ring him up or anything like that out of the blue.
6: I never really, I, I mean, I never really knew him what I did normally. I thought he was a gentleman. Remember they had that length sheepskin coat, Hilly? <laughs> that was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> lovely big sheepy. length <laughs> sheepy. <laughs> used to come used to gaming. But um, I never really, I never really like knew him that well but Amit was a fucking boss fella, wasn't
4: he?
6: Yeah. He was like, he was ge- I thought he was genuine in everything he was trying to achieve at the club and always had time for you, always like, you know. I mean, I know he was a lot closer with some of the lads and what and what have you, but you know, when someone when you just get like a a night, a good feeling off someone and you and you know it's genuine. It's not a load of bollocks. He was genuinely a nice fella, and I think he had the, the club's best interest at heart from from everything I seem of him.
5: Yeah, he always had time for you, then he always had time for a chat. There's even little yeah. things like on, on your birthday, the, you get a little parcel off him.
6: Yeah.
5: A bottle of wine or it might be a tie or something. No, little things like that where you think, Jesus, that, that's yeah. nice. Didn't have to didn't have to do that, but you got it. Um so it's those little things that make him stand out. And obviously I think he's back in now, isn't he? And he's Yeah he's heavily back in the club again so it's good to see
6: I actually um, I actually text Amit when when um, Warbs was getting touted for the job um, and just I, I just text him out the blue I was like look I wasn't looking after Warbs or not, but I just said that you know I know there's been a lot of rumours and some of the names mentioned for what it's worth like I've worked with Warbs on a number of of deals and stuff like that, and um, I think he'd be ideal at this point in time. And got a lovely text back and all that. And then a couple of weeks later, Warbs got got the job at, at QPR. But um, he always seemed to have time to get in a genuine way. You know, there was no like fucking no, no phoniness about him. He was a I thought he was a proper fella. Then. And um, the well, night we got the night we. Well, was it? Did we did we win the league what, against Wofford? Well, it was kind of guaranteed
5: when it was guaranteed yeah.
6: on, on the day. On the day, it was it was it was on, wasn't it? And he paid. Fuck him! What a night he put on for us, and it was all out of his own pocket. On it? <laughs> it, was like and it was, and being easily a good on the <laughs> <laughs> Easily, Okay, you know, I've never seen nothing like it. It was all down to him.
5: There's bodies everywhere.
6: Clearance L there one greedy bastard just wouldn't stop. Oh, because it was oh, all free. Just, <laughs> <stop. laughs>
5: just coming in on fireworks, when really, they thought of them coming in on fireworks, and we, we are the champions was playing He's just, oh get here, go on. Okay. <laughs>
6: Illy was like the fucking lotto lout with like two fucking <laughs> bottles in each hand, up and then no stop. <laughs> I'd say that was,
2: that was interesting.
3: Wow. <laughs> Insightful, interesting. Um, like you said, like obviously for our, most of us, Clint like Hill is a QPR legend and I don't necessarily feel we saw the best of Brad Orr. didn't really get a lot of opportunities for us did he? he could, have gone on to... Uh, had a good career with us if he didn't have his move, but it is what it is. It's one of those, but both
2: also, good lads. They all say the same sort of thing about that that year you know, what a year it was in, in the dressing room and, and the players we had. Um, it's, it, it, it feels like uh, it was something special.
3: That, like, for me, it feels like that's what this dressing room's got. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like the players, the current squad we've got now, they've got that togetherness, they've got that like. Attitude of working for each other, putting a shift in for each other. Like, and I feel that that's what gives you a winning mentality, and of course, what could push us over the line to get into the playoffs this year. Sorry, bro. Okay.
4: Definitely, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, going back to that, that was a very eventful podcast, lads. I mean, I enjoyed it very much. On the side of my hurt, head hurts. I've been laughing so much, but yeah, Clint Hill, massive legend, and he big legend at the club. Done done a lot for us. You know, and Bradley Orr, what a bloke, nice bloke to have on. And, you know, like you said, Duncan, his, his career could have gone on, but obviously it didn't, that Kipu as much so. But, yeah, I mean, they looked like they had a lot of fun in that, didn't they? In yeah, that, 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 that season. <laughs> yeah, mate. Sorry.
3: Right. So, before we get on to our preview for West Brom, we've got a couple of stats for you all from the recent game against Everton. <laughs> So, Charlie Austin is the first QPR player to score two goals in the League Cup third round. I'll give you a little test here, boys. The last player to do it for us was in 1988. So, Brad, mate, you're a bit, a bit of a disadvantage because you weren't even born. So, well, another
2: guess Trevor Francis.
3: <laughs> Those of you who don't know, I told Ben the answer earlier. <laughs> um, <coughs> But also another one for um, um, Charlie. Since his return in January, he's scored 11 goals, and that was including the two against Everton. And that is more than any other player in the same time period. So it uh, just shows like how crucial he can be to us this year, and how crucial he was to us staying up last year. Like he, his goal involvements there.
4: Yeah. See, you mentioned what? Charlie there, Dunk. Yeah, I mean, obviously we've we've got this whole podcast and even started it. We haven't even, you know, last pod, last episode we done. We were speaking about Charlie and you know being quiet and things, but Charlie does what he does. I mean, uh, you know, he gets a lot of stick off the fans, but you know he scores goals and
3: he,
4: like he showed yesterday. He scored see, two. See
3: his face as soon as he scored that first goal. It was literally like a weight had been lifted. Mm. You know what, what I mean? The- he then had a smile on his face and he literally could, like. I I saw him move and run a lot more in that game than I have all season. And I think that was because he got the goals, his confidence was then up, got the second goal, so even his confidence was even more like higher, his adrenaline was going, he seemed to have really put a proper shift in, play a full 90 minutes. Like, that's what we need from him. What was that mad stat that you had, Doug, about about the goal
2: scorers?
3: Oh, right. So, this century... So from um, not including, obviously, like the Premier League years and stuff like the first time round, It was, um, obviously, our top goal scorers was Kevin Gallen and Furlong, and they both had 58. Before the Everton game, Charlie was in third place with 57. So scoring the two goals against Everton, he's now up to 59. So he's our leading goal scorer this century. So it says a lot about him, really, doesn't it? When he's in that kind of company there. Because we all know how much of a legend
2: Ken Gowan is. I play. Quality. Um, so, we've got West Brom Friday. Feels like it's going to be... These games just come out so quick, don't they? Um, on telly, on Sky. What, 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 what do we reckon, Brad? Very tough one, mate. I mean, it's not an easy place to
4: go, is it? Um, not at all. But, you know, we've just beat Everton in the Cup and... I just think we're going to be on a high. I think we'll take a lot of a lot of support to West Brom, for sure. I think we'd we we'd take a lot of fans. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know what to what my thoughts on it. I want to say one 0 but if I'd love to say we'd nick it two one. But if we go down again, one nil. I don't know. Tough. What's well, your tough. prediction, mate? You
2: said about five scores. <laughs> 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 Could be one there. Yeah, could be one it's yeah. He's covering two, all bases, one. isn't he? <laughs> Just pick one. <laughs> uh,
4: I'll probably go
3: one or Yeah, I was gonna say I'd love us to nick a cheeky win, but I'd happily, at this moment in time, take a draw. I think stop the stop the little root losing, and running the league. Get a, it's gonna be a hard place to go. There aren't going to be very, very many harder, harder away games this year for us, so take a draw now, and then we'll just push on after that. Really. What about
2: yeah. yourself, mate? Um, yeah, I mean QPR notoriously do well against when they're in, you know, against the better sides, don't they? The, the games when you think they're going to struggle. Um, so I'll, I'm going to go one-nil win. Dykes penalty. Oh, imagine in the going. limbs there, mate. Oh, there you go. Be an optimistic. That never happens. I know, yeah. No, it it's doesn't. Going on. No, yeah. All right, lads. Well, we'll leave it there. And um, we'll be back next week. Thanks, for everyone, listening. Remember to subscribe. We've got a couple of guests coming up soon that you'll be interested in listening to. So, um, yeah, let's hope for a good result Friday. Yours. Yeah, yours. yours. See you there, lads. Just starting to believe a
3: little bit. Well, hoyland has got the better of Buxton. Puts it into an area, Keough,
0: Zamora! Unbelievable! From the very brink of elimination, Bobby Zamora has sorely scored another playoff winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.